chest right down. Bring them on in. They're led up here this week by the Doctor of Style, Slick. They are Akeem and the Big Boss Man. Oh yeah. Thumbs down for that gentleman right there. Got it right, one man game. Let me tell you something, Gene Oakland. First of all, I'm gonna make a promise and a prediction, brother. And that is that on Thanksgiving night, the promise is it's gonna be a night of mayhem. Because when these two big brothers, along with their teammates, take on our opponents. I can promise you that we're going to rip havoc upon their very bodies, brother. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to 1004, the podcast where you have three guys having a conversation about one of our favorite things of all time, wrestling. So first up, I want to say hello to the seven-foot monster. From Philadelphia, my man, Big Franklin, otherwise known as Tweet. What's up, Tweet? Yo, what's going on, brother? How you feeling, Andy? Nothing Tom. much. Doing all right. Yo, I, I thought we were going to hear a little rap today, you know. <laughs> I was going to break out the WrestleMania rap on, for me... obvious reasons. But I only know one part. Ooh, be WrestleMania! Here. Everybody over here over say... Here say... Ooh, WrestleMania! <laughs> I, I think that's the only part everybody knows. And I, if I remember correctly, that's the only part that probably came through good with the sound. I remember yeah. having sound issues. Yeah, the sound was I, terrible. It was terrible, <laughs> but still part of a great WrestleMania. Exactly, and possibly possible the greatest WrestleMania. But we're going to dive yes. into all of that. Yes, and I want to say hello to my my brother. My real brother, my brother in arms, my tag team partner, part of the world's greatest tag team, the one and only Tone. What's up, Tone? Bray Wyatt is just the vanilla version of the boogeyman. <laughs> That's a fact. Go back and look at it. You, you, um, <laughs> you might have a point there. You no, I have, have an absolute point. point. I have an absolute point. All the all the cheesy overproduction. The silly, weird gimmicks, even down to the worms and the weird voodoo magic lights out stuff. Bray Wyatt just bit the boogeyman. But uh, good morning to all you ham and eggers and and humanoids. This is going to be the granddaddy of them all. Yes, it will. So let's let's start. Let's not waste any time. Let's get into it. It is WrestleMania season. So... Let me ask this question. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> what, do, what do you want to talk about, guys? Be honest with me. Let's talk about the showcase of the immortals, the granddaddy of them all, the thing that uh, I would say helped catapult WWE, WWF to become the leading force in sports and entertainment. Yes. So let, let's delve into WrestleMania, which you know has grown over time, yeah. from a from a one one night <laughs> um, live event to now almost a four. Well, now you can say a four night or five night 
or actually four, four, you know, mega event, and right. now incorporate incorporates other wrestling entities, whether it's a Comic Con or you know indie promotions have something going on at the same in the same city. Uh-huh. you know, around the same time. So so let's delve into this. And, and WrestleMania is always a great time because, you know, if you don't know, it's always right around my birthday. So, uh, yeah, it is. you know, so I'll start with one of the earliest moments that I'm going to talk about a personal WrestleMania moment. Uh, WrestleMania 6, down in uh, the basement on the street. Uh, um, we had a birthday party, myself, Invited all, you know, my friends, couple of friends over. And we were downstairs watching the ultimate challenge, Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior. And Is this your favorite WrestleMania moment? Uh, no, no, not not even close. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll talk about my WrestleMania moment in, in a second. But I, this is just personal, you know, a personal reflection on it. You know, you remember all the kids and, and Tony was there tweet. Sorry, you weren't there, but you probably had your own moment of this. Right. You know, you had the the people that were Hulkamaniacs and people that were down with the Ultimate Warrior, and it was really a polar divide. And you know, it's almost kind of like when Undertaker lost in WrestleMania 30. You had half the half the room quiet when the third count went and Warrior beat Hogan. Well, like, I wasn't quiet. I hated I hated Damani. Shout out to Damani. I love him. He's the brother that came with my brother that I didn't ask for, but I'm glad that I have. He was one of the leading, if I remember correctly at the time, Ultimate Warrior fans. I hated every single... Yo, tweet. Fun fact, mm-hmm. and I, I might have mentioned this to you before. So as Andy said, in our basement, in the house we grew up, I'm at the time like seven, or I'm mm-hmm. going to be turning seven. Um when everybody was excited about the Ultimate Warrior, I legit wanted to go Martin on anybody that was cheering on a warrior, yo. Like, <laughs> leave now. Like, slam the door out of here. <laughs> this is my house. Boom, to the Capitol. Get the fuck out. <laughs> I was heated. So I was not quiet in that room. Right. So so that, that that's always, you know, this time is always a, a great or a personal moment for me. Um, and even more better to add to that, fuck Hulk Hogan. There but, you go. Pardon my friend. But So I'm going to start with Tweet, because Tweet wasn't there in the basement. Tweet, what is your favorite WrestleMania moment of all time that you can remember? And, and you know what? A lot, a lot of the things that we referenced before dealt with a lot of the stuff from you know, the late 80s, well, mid-80s, early 90s. Um, but for me, this was a tough one because two things stuck out, two moments stuck out for me. Um, but if I had to choose one, I had to choose one that I was live at, at Mania 33, and that was the Hardy Boys returning. Okay. Reason, reason for that, it, to me, it was like one of the biggest sways, one of the biggest, um, you know, no one expected it. Uh and it was for a match that was kind of lackluster to begin with. And I just remember being there live. And honestly, and this is just getting my honest perception, I was down in Orlando, you know, outdoor arena at the Orange Bowl. And the crowd was kind of, um, 
I don't want to say uninterested, but you know, kind of on the dead side because the the matches prior were kind of um, you know left a lot to be desired, um, except for the Shane and AJ match. But next thing you know, uh, when the Hardy Boys were introduced, because that was a complete swerve because people were thinking a New Day was going to just walk down to the ring. Um, I would say that was probably the best moment because that was probably the loudest pop I've ever heard in my life in person. Well, I'll, I'll argue, being, you know, the nerdy internet wrestling fan that I am, um, <laughs> I can understand where, for from your perspective, tweet that it, it seemed like it was out of nowhere, but the internet had been in a buzz for, like, the previous three months about um, the Hardy Boys coming back because they were having a really big indie run. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, it's kind of funny. The internet didn't expect them to come back with that version of the Hardy Boys, like the wrestling community was hoping they would get, you know, the broken universe with Broken Matt and and Brother Nero. So it was, that was probably a bit of a swerve or surprise that they came out with the Hardy Boys music. But from a business perspective, I think it makes the most sense because that's probably why you heard like the biggest pop because you hadn't seen them in that, right in, in in that vein since or or a while. Let me ask you this question, and, and, and as the shows, WrestleMania has begun, it started off in a small arenas, you know, Madison Square Gardens, um, First Union Center, you know, the Arrowhead Pond. Now it's more of a stadium show. And do you think because it has become a stadium show that a lot of the crowd noise gets disappears because there's nothing to hold it in. I, I forget who was talking about it. Um, one of the older wrestlers, they talked about the Rosemont Horizon and the way the the sound resonated off the roof. But you think about a stadium show now, there's nothing to hold that sound in. So maybe the crowd was popping before that we heard before, but as as feeling it from a TV perspective, does it get lost because it just goes out in space? What are your thoughts on that? I also think that, um, and just to to Tweet's story, you know, for him to say that's probably the loudest pop he's ever felt. In person. In person. In person. uh, Taking into account that he's been to, um, you know, uh, arena shows as well. Um, I think that probably then would totally undersell what it was that he heard. Because now imagine it being the loudest pop he's ever heard. Right in a stadium, but you put a roof on that, like right. that would have that probably would have shattered people's glasses. Right. Um, but I, I think with the stadium shows, though, it does get lost because of the open air. But at the same time, you know, the crowd is even bigger. So right. imagine, right? Imagine those with a roof. Right. Well, and, and real quick, we don't have to um, dive into this part, but I just wanted to say the honorable mention that I was going to mention. And this is I didn't. This was me watching on TV. Was Mania Thirty the whole Daniel Bryan thing, as far as right, him yeah. winning the title and right. the pop and Michael Cole was brilliant. You know, well, well <laughs> that, that was hey, his moment, Michael Cole's moment. But, but <laughs> let 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 me let me talk about that. Remember, it was in New Orleans in a dome, right. so mm-hmm. does that with a roof? So does because of the size, because of the pop. Yeah. You know, does that does that? And you said you watched it on TV, you saw it on right. TV. So mm-hmm. does that change the dynamic? Well, you got the um, pop, 
but you also right. have, uh, but you have the visual of seeing right. what the actual people are doing with the whole yes, right. yes, yes. Yes, correct. I, I don't, I agree with that. But if they put that, let's say, back where you were in, in the Citrus Bowl, do you get that same pop? You know, does the pop feel right. the same right. coming through the TV? Right. Um, tone. Well, but, but, but here's also that argument, and, and me and Andy kind of were talking a little bit about the way the network is set up now. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have to be something that you would have had to, like, really remember how you felt when it happened. Because right. all the editing they do on the network now, and I think, you know, Tweet even said something, made, made a mention of an incident of, of, of WrestleMania last year that right. he remembers from hearing it live. Like, now, you you couldn't even, you, we couldn't even sit here and have the debate, honestly, because right. we don't even know if it's accurate. Right, right. Yeah, no. It, and the network is, you know, great. You know to consume, but at times it is hard to consume. So, yeah. Tone, let, let me you know, tweet went through his WrestleMania moment. I'll talk about mine in a minute, but I went through my personal, you know, memories of WrestleMania. What is your WrestleMania moment? Um, so I had to kind of give it some thought, and then it kind of became really easy. Um, I went kind of for the low hanging fruit, um, Kofi Mania. Okay. Uh, because honestly, like it, it has to get its respect for just the way that it even went down. It organically, again, similar to Daniel Bryant, became an undeniable movement. Um, Kofi is somebody that is deserving. I mean, if you're going to put the strap on my on my homeboy, uh, uh, Jinder Mahal, you might as well put it on Kofi. Hard <laughs> um, body. Listen, Our body I, Mahal. I, I am the... I am one of very few people that love genders run, but that's neither here nor there. Um, it's organic build, uh, the climax, the right decision, um, the fact that he had a match with one of the best wrestlers in the world currently, uh, Daniel Bryan, um, and then that pop, right? Like, even if it was a foregone conclusion, you mm-hmm. know, the air of the fact that, you know, Kofi was always second, more realistically, maybe third tier singles wrestler. Um, you hoped they put the belt on him. Uh, you anticipated they did, but you didn't really know if they would because right. of this history and then the fact that it happened. Um, and then I won't even lie, man. He's a black man, you know, so right. there are very few black WWE champions in history. Right. And I'll even argue, I'll even argue that he mm-hmm. was the first. Because you, you, um, you won't get no argument out of me. Yeah, okay. I, I wouldn't know what the argument would be. You won't get one yeah. out of me. Oh, well, yeah. let me hear the argument. Well, because many would 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 say that it was Rocky, and right. respectfully so, but they don't ever toy up Rocky's African American culture Correct. like that. And he doesn't. And he doesn't him. either. No, and he does. And he doesn't either. They're very heavy on the Samoan dynasty, and for wrestling's sake, rightfully so. Right. That's not taking anything away from the Anawai family. Um. But Kofi was undeniably black. Yes. Right. So um, that moment was really, really huge. Not saying I was the biggest Kofi fan because I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to see him make that and to hear the crowd through, because I remember that pop through the TV yeah. uh, was just, oh my God. And it was almost like a, a tear jerking moment. And then right. the fact of everything that I, I respect the New Day for, you know, say what you want to say about that, their gimmick three black men that took 
chicken shit and turned it into chicken salad. Um, no doubt, no doubt. They 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 ran with that gimmick, and that might be one of the top groups of all time. And what they did with that, yeah. come on, Budios, yeah. Budios, pancakes. What else? The the Francesca too. Son, like, they had they, a run. They had a run even to the point where. You were excited for every single one of them when they found success, when Big right. E finally got his run, you right. know, and unfortunately his situation now. But, you know, amazing. And then even to the point of Co- um, uh, uh, Xavier petitioning for that King of the Ring right. and then him getting the King of the Ring, I think, I think what they've done from what they were supposed to be, it's amazing. Right. Yeah. Agreed. And, and, you know, like he said... And the funny thing, you know, how you guys tied it in, you had Daniel Bryan on one side as the face mm-hmm. in, Wrestle, in WrestleMania 30. Mm-hmm. Then you come back with Kofi Mania, and who's, who's sitting right there as the heel? Who's putting them over? The same yeah, guy the same that guy. had the same similar movement so, yes. not many years prior. Right. You know, and, and I always say the crowd has to be the th- the fourth person or the third person, however you want to look at it, because I always say the, the referee in the ring is another person in this whole story. Um, you know, that both both crowds, and, and it's funny how we always talk about crowds playing a big part. It kind of plays into my WrestleMania moment. Oh, yeah. You know, you know WrestleMania 18 in Rock versus Hogan. Uh, who 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 would have thought that? All right, you have Hulk Hogan, the NWO Hogan, Hollywood Hogan. You know he's the the the, the heel, and you had the Rock, the People's Champion. And you thought, okay, when these two guys met, everybody would be behind the Rock, and the crowd said, "Hold on, no, it's not. We're gonna start cheering for Hogan." And to me, that the crowd made that WrestleMania moment, I guess, bigger than what it is. Because well, really, th- th- think about the match. Let, let, mm-hmm. Let's think about the match. It's not the greatest match. No. But the way those two guys almost flipped it on us was amazing. Well, Triple H said it best. He said him and Jericho, to have to go out and follow that match was impossible. Yeah, I, and I don't think anybody yeah. expected it because no. I, I, I've been trying to skim through things, not only just in preparation for, for this um, episode, but just in general. Um, if I remember from what I kind of saw, because that was one of the WrestleManias I was kind of like, you know, looking into as being one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. The NWO's run wasn't as big as I think they expected it to be. And so right. that match being placed where it was, right. um and I think again, right? Wasn't it originally supposed to be Stone Cold and Hogan and and Stone Cold Nick's right. that? Right. So for that to organically turn into what it was, because remember that even ended up getting Hogan another World Championship <laughs> run after, right? Exactly. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Triple H a backlash. Yeah, yeah, and then it was it was freaking a. Uh, Yellow and yellow, yellow and red, red Hulk. Yeah, yellow, o- yellow over, and red. Overbearing, overbearing red and yellow. That's yeah. when they shoved the red and yellow down your throat. It's like yeah. with all the lights and everything. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bobby. All right, Bobby over there. Bobby and Jesse over there. Both of y'all. 
But <laughs> but no, getting, kind of getting back, you know, everybody thought the rock, and, and it goes to show we can talk about their work. They're two of them are not the greatest workers in the world, but for them to feel the crowd, and, and you talk about a lot of the old when you talk, and you hear the older professional wrestlers talk. They all you know like Ric Flair. Arn, those guys, they always listen to the crowd. And for The Rock to stop what the plan and redo the plan really talks about his acumen for the business. Is but he the Hulk, is Hulk he the best work- public? Right. Is is The Hulk, Rock the best okay. worker? No. Is Hulk the best worker? No. But for them to do what they did in that moment. Well, you know, Hulk has been very public about him being the one to communicate stuff with The Rock. The Rock right. had no uh, way of knowing really how to handle it handle it to that degree. I think that right. was like a learning lesson about the psychology of the business for The Rock at that time. Uh, and that's something I think he learned from Hulk Hogan in that match. I mean, and again, don't forget, Hogan, right? Hogan's, been, Hogan's been outspoken about it, but The Rock has put up no, no resistance to anything that Hogan said in reference to it. So. And I mean, you know, who really knows? Because Hulk Hogan can be a bull-faced liar and fuck Hulk Hogan. But, um... <laughs> well, I- I'm going to believe Hogan because he's been in bigger moments, you know, from the back, from the warrior things, say, and, yes, you know, with, with the Macho yeah. Man. People really yeah. cheering for the Macho Man versus him. So he's yeah, he's dealt with that kind of stuff before. Now, he is he is definitely one of the best, if not the best, sports entertainer. Of yes, all. yes, not a wrestler, is. sports entertainer. He is. Yeah, that can't be argued. But that, you know, we look at moments and moments are key, you know, and, and those are always a great picture of what's going on. But I want to now, let, let's look at matches. Let's look at a complete <laughs> match from bell to bell. That's tough. I'm going to start with Tone. <laughs> tone, what, yeah. what, do you, what do you feel is your favorite mini match? <laughs> you better yeah. not say it, Tone. Of no, all, I am. No, I am. All, <laughs> oh, not a lot. That you've ex- that you know that you've seen yeah. through through watching Peacock and yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Don't do blindfold it. match WrestleMania seven. <laughs> the blindfold match between Jake the Snake Roberts and Rick Martel is the best WrestleMania match because it's everything that you want from WrestleMania, right? So the storyline, let's start there. When they even do the recaps, I remember when um and now thinking about it it's silly but as a kid you believed it or at that time you believed it when jake the snake took his sunglasses off and he had the uh, white contacts so his eye looked really messed up um and just the whole build up of it and then at the time thinking that these two dudes legitimately couldn't see in that bag like i thought that hook line the sinker bro i, and I it, did too yeah, if you if if you watch that match from the kayfabe perspective of like, yo, this is actually happening, and it's it's the crowd was involved. Like we talk about crowd participation and stuff, the crowd was totally involved with it, cheering, yelling for Jake to find him, and just the 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 pure buffoonery of Rick Martel's character and the way he was acting within it. Yo, it's yo, it's an enjoyable wrestling match to watch. Yes. But you definitely have to step outside of yourself and yeah, and, and take I, it for kayfabe value. Yeah, if you look I, at it from that perspective, it's I, awesome. It's I I agree, uh, Tony. Yeah. It, the way they pulled it off was amazing, yeah. and you had the right people in the right 
yeah. spots for that match. It couldn't. It could work. I don't think it could work any. It would be different if it was. You took one of those people out and put somebody yeah. else in. You know, Jake the Snake can be considered one of the best psych- psychological professional wrestlers of all time. And know? that's what that match is. It's not based off the athleticism. It's right. not really based off the match work itself, right? Which I don't think Jake is ever really known for. Mm-hmm. We all really know Jake for his microphone skills. Right. But this was that, like, soap opera storytelling, and that's that ring psychology is what he's best known for. Right. And I, I know, Tweet, you disagree wholeheartedly. <laughs> um, I, was, I, I was waiting for this debate last time we did this podcast, but Tweet had to go left on me about how, you know, Ric Flair is the greatest of all time. I was waiting for him to say somebody else. So, you know, let you, I, I, I'll let Tweet, throw your two cents in here. I'm just going to tell you, Dwayne does not disagree with my pick. He, Whatever words come out of his mouth next are both face lines. Unless okay. he agrees with me. <laughs> this is one of the worst matches I've ever seen in WrestleMania. I mean, the, the two was pretty much walking around the ring with blindfolded. With, uh, uh, I got it on now, literally looking at it. And these two, it was all about, the whole match really was about Jake trying to catch him with a DDT. This but was one of the worst you can't, you matches. You can't watch it and talk to us. You can't do that. You have to have the volume up. No, yeah. this is one of the worst matches You're ever yeah. on a You're WrestleMania. Bugging. You don't believe that. No, no, no. This is pretty much a waste of the amount of time they, they allocated for this match. I think this should, you know, this, anyone on. who thinks this is one of the greatest matches should be drug tested. I just think, <laughs> wow. I just, I just think this is that bad. I, 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 I don't, you know, I don't know. It, it, it stinks. So there's <laughs> no, no other, like, it's not even up for the. I'm watching it now, like, literally looking at this hot mess of Rick Martell crawling on the ground. Yes. Like, yes. They I, got, I, I, hold on, hold two, on. They got, these two got in the ring, pretending, oh, I don't want to say pretend, because I honestly don't know how much they can really see. No thing with Jake now sitting on the rope, on the second rope. This yes. is horrible. This is they, they, they got this is, they got eight minutes and thirty four yes. seconds. It's it was the it was I see what it was all what was this match created because um Rick Martel kept blinding him with the arrogance. That's exactly so, what happened. That's what I'm saying. So saying. so 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 Jake. I get the setup, on, but the match yeah. itself was horrible. But the setup leads not. into the match. The setup yeah, leads the match into everything. Everything leads up. You can't just take the match on its own because well, you're right. If you look at the match on its own, and there was another blindfold match with like Drew McIntyre, and it was horrible, and Santino Morella, I guess something mm-hmm. horrible. But the the key is that the setup and the lead up and the right. story the got story you to this. It. You know, getting sprayed with the with the arrogance. Love that and, term, and it, it's and so again, that's where I stress, like as as wrestling fans, as long times wrestling fans, or even new, because I know you know there are some people that are into it now, and they you know peruse the internet, and there's a lot more information than that you can gather. If you take some of the older stuff and live in that moment of kayfabe, like okay, these two dudes are legit blind, right? This is because homie spray, yo, and the. <laughs> The audacity of Rick Martel walking around with that huge arrogance can. How like stupid a, is that? Like well, he, well, that thing was like a big old suit can. But like, here's, like, here's the funny thing. Only four years earlier, 
Adrian Adonis was doing right. with with Roddy exactly. Piper and WrestleMania build up. So, you know, but you you may forget those things and and looking right. back Dude. on it because of the Peacock Dude. network, you can see those. But like you say, he walked around with this arrogance spray bottle because he was a model. He was the Bro, model Rick Martel. No, listen, listen, building up to it, I was watching old episodes of a bunch of different things. They were giving him the model vignettes. So if you take all of it, like him getting in sports cars and right, the, his whole sweater, whole, the whole sweater around his neck. Yeah, his come on. Yeah. You put all of that together, take it for what it's worth. And this is the lead up. This is the build up to it. And this is the blow off match. And yes. just the, 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 the entertainment of it all. Yes, but this shit is fine. It's fine, right. but but remember, you you also have to have two people in the ring that can get it done. Three, you got two, three, three. Because you need the ref. The, who, the, you need who, the ref. Who's the ref? Who's the ref? Danny, Danny Davis. I think Danny, Danny Davis. Davis is. All right, yeah, so right right then and there, that's three Hall of Famers in the ring to pull this off. Mm-hmm. And you we know, never so, talk about Danny Davis being he's the definitely original, a Hall of Famer. being the original. What was his name? Tim Tim Donaghy. Yes, right. Because he was supposed <laughs> to get, he, he was supposed he was there, to get but he, went, he, he went back. But how did he get life? Back? He was get supposed to be suspended, back. and he got his job back. <laughs> right. He he was he, supposed to be suspended life and ten years. He previously yeah, said, "I don't want to be a wrestler." They said, "Okay, get back in the ring and ref." There you go. Well, <laughs> I don't be that's a wrestler no more. That that's the Teddy Long. Teddy Long's been in and out of the ring with stripes and. Nah, man, it's not the same, yo. That's the original. That's the original. Uh, Tim Donaghy. Not yeah. just even so much that I wanted to say something way more controversial, but I keep my mouth shut. All right. So tone, <laughs> tone. We, we tweet. Uh, I mean, tweet. It's about privilege. I'll leave it at that. Go okay. Ahead. okay. <laughs> so so tweet. What is your favorite match, bell to bell? And when I say bell, not in the ring entrance, the ending. Your favorite WrestleMania match? This is going to be a shocker because no one ever talks about this match. And honestly, uh, Andy, I was with you. I'm not going to say it now, but I was with you 100% on your choice. Right. Um, I decided to look at look at it just from the, the, the original bell for bell, meaning actually, you know, from like you just said, the entrance to to the match itself. But I'm just going to go with the match itself. This is going to be a shocker. I was a big fan, and we watched this. We all watched this together in person. I was a big fan of Seth versus Randy at 30. Okay. Um, I think for what they did in that ring, this it was probably one of the very few matches. I think they pulled it off in probably a little bit. It was probably 10 minutes or maybe a little bit more. Um, it wasn't a long, drawn-out match. But for a match for two technicians, it was very uh, – it was, really wasn't that many dead spots, so to speak. They pretty much went after it, you know, had outside interference. You know, they pretty much went at it nonstop. And the ending was the first time I ever seen something like that at that time. Mm-hmm. Now you see it a lot more um, they, as far as Randy Orton, Randy Orton using RKO as a counter. But that yeah, ending from, you know, the curb stomp, you know, going into an RKO, it just, it just blew me away. They got 13 minutes and 15 13 minutes. seconds. Okay. Yeah. One of the best so, finishes. Yeah, because usually when you see a match with two technicians, um, we can go, we can hard back to the Kurt Angles versus Shawn Michaels, and you know, even, you know, even Savage and Steamboat. Those matches are usually a lot longer, so mm-hmm. I think they got a lot done in a limited amount of time. Yeah, because when you look at it, and I'm I'm looking at the card right now. Mm-hmm. Now the only 
<laughs> don't, bring up, don't, don't, don't bring up the other thing on that card that Tone loves. Scott well, Hall taking a bump. <laughs> the only thing that was shorter than that match was AJ and Paige beating the Bellas and Kid and Cesar, the four-way tag team match. Everything else was longer than that match. Wow. So that, that's interesting when you think about it. And that was the, that was the cash-in, right? No, no, that was just a straight that up. Wasn't Seth's um, cash. That was just that was just Seth. That was just a straight up match. Oh no, yeah, no, no, no. no, no, no. But I mean, later, Seth, later, yes, later that, later yes, that night, yes, Seth okay, cashed yes. in, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. so Correct. like you told you, Randy can get all the love, and you know, Seth doesn't get any on him because at the end of the night, he walks home with the belt. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like it's like Austin Theory, Pete, and Money right. in the Bank. Yeah. You know, he loses the belt to Bobby Lashley, but then at the end of the day, he wins the he wins he wins the uh, ladder match. Right, yeah. exactly. Tweet's favorite wrestler nowadays. I'm yeah. I'm going to be, I'm torn when he fights Cena, so I'm going to be torn. Yeah, you're all Cena'd out. Um, I, I yeah, wouldn't mind Cena. I wouldn't mind Cena. Hopefully, Cena does the right thing. He will. He his his legacy, and and. You know, we could talk about this more. At what point does your legacy um, is so stamped in in concrete that you can do mm-hmm. something? You know, like put theory over. Doggone, right. he got squashed by the Undertaker, right? And exactly. and, and and no one talks about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like that match didn't exist, right? right. And you know, it's it's one of those things that know. you say. Yeah, that was a bad program. Yeah, but but you know, you can you can watch. And we're talking about a guy who, I guess, you know, in The Undertaker, who is hurt. And and we can go into that. And he was, you know, of course, we know he was at the end of the road in the streak. And we could spend a whole uh, podcast on the street talking about it. Um, but it great segue into, you know, my favorite WrestleMania match. And you get to, I, I love the WrestleMania 3 match. And, and everybody talks about Macho. Mm-hmm. versus the dragon and in seeing you know all the other avenues and you watch the um legends if you haven't seen it you check out mm-hmm. the legends on um and he macho man randy savage they talk about how they planned that match over oh, writing on the loose leaf paper le- writing that. on the loose leaf paper and and you start talking about macho man how meticulous he is in his craft mm-hmm. that you know in the false finishes but i have to talk about that gimmick. Lived that gimmick. Well, you know what kind he of was that gimmick because because he it seems like he finally changed his life when you know unfortunately when he met his demise, right? At least you know new wife, you know, and how he passed away that could happen to anyone. It yeah, was just it, you know, I, you know, I, you know, it's it's tragic. I'm I'm, it, I'm it just is. I wish he was still alive when he got inducted into the yes. Hall of Fame. That's my and, biggest thing. And and you know if you're out there, I, I just want to mention this: if you're out there. You know, just let your loved ones know you care about them. You know, because like, like you say, you never know when when your time's coming, and and that's always you know, that's always important to let people know you care. But you know that that match was great. We can talk about the ladder match between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon is a great match. Right. But I I want to get into this one. WrestleMania 25. They went 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. Um, and oh. and we'll start out with the entrance. You know, you can start out right there. Shawn Michaels 
coming down from the heavens in all white with the hat, almost mm. being the antithesis of the Undertaker. Right. You know, he had a similar hat, similar look. He had the jacket. You mean he was Mordecai? He was Mordecai. What Mordecai should have been. Forgive the expression, but it was like the angel versus darkness. Yes. No, really it, want to it, go was, there. It, it was the classic, you know, he was born again. He was the angel mm-hmm. coming down. Right. And then you had the, the, the demon coming up from hell to meet, you know, him and, and those things. So you start right there. And then you get into possibly, you know, we know Shawn Michaels as, as Mr. WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And you can go down his list of how many main WrestleMania moments he had and what he can do in the ring. Then you had another guy on the other side, The Undertaker, who can match, if he's fighting a little guy or facing a little guy, he could do little guy things. Right. You know, if he's facing a bigger guy, we're not going to talk about WrestleMania 9. We're going to skip over right. it. That's a giant um, Gonzalez? Yes, it is. Okay. He can he can match, you know, that 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 bigness and that physicality or when he faced his brother came for the first time. Mm-hmm. So a guy who can really match move for move, blow for blow. And the story they told in that match, I think is phenomenal. And the way the crowd was into it. And like we talked about before. And I think you can always look at every match, the crowd plays an important role in this to help you feel and help tell the story and make you invested in the story. Um, it might be one of my favorite, it might be my favorite match of all time. Of course, it's starring my favorite wrestler, The Undertaker. What, that um, 25 was was the second one, right? No, the, the first, first one. one. Was the so, first so one. That's where I was going to go, Tone. Um, is that the only time in WrestleMania history that we had a rematch in back-to-back Mania? Well, no, because I was going to say that was probably one of Undertaker's best programs because didn't that technically go four years deep? It, it, that started the four-year program. Yeah. Then he, then he faces Sean again. Right. And, and that's when Sean, you know, they, they, and Sean talks about this. When he wins the Slammy Award, that's when he challenges the Undertaker. And, and there's no lead up. He just challenges the Undertaker and then they start and retire Sean, and then Triple H comes in, and they do their two-year run, you know, culminating so I, in Hell on the Cell. Hell on the Cell, tweet, when they walk were, back together. Well, I was were there. you there? Was that, you were there at that one tweet. Phenomenal match. Say. Phenomenal match. The crowd was in, into it. it. It was just amazing. That match was, uh, that was on the, the Rock Cena 1 um, yeah. card in Miami. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. First, um, I th- was it the first back to back? I think that was your question, right? If it was the first yeah, time, that was the first back to back, a rematch actually yeah. for, for well, Mania. I don't, I don't know. I feel like I think I just recently saw something that was prior to that that was a back to back, but I, I can't think of it off the top of my yeah, head. So no. if we want to argue that was the first, let's do it. it that'd be interesting to look up. That'd be interesting to yeah. look up. I don't, I don't think there's too many. Re- and the reason why I say that is because it goes back to like what Andy was saying. It was that good. That we say, okay, we're going to run it back next year. Yeah, <laughs> and then we just yeah. throw another another stipulation in there, just to, and which they didn't even have to do, but they just threw it in there just yeah. to, you know, add you know spice to the match. Well, but, if you if, if you find it and it's it's on it's on the internet somewhere, you can hear Sean talking about that. And the person who throws it out there is, um, I was going to call him Doc Hendricks, but Michael Hayes. <laughs> You, you know, and, and 
starting to end Michael Hayes, you know, and Sean talks about Michael Hayes says, you know, if you lose and you want to come back, we can, we can work it out, which is a, always happens in professional wrestling. Someone loses that they go away for a little bit and then some way, somehow they come back when they're not, mm-hmm. you know, then you retire, then you put your career on the line. Next thing you know, they're back in the ring. Right. So. Thank God for that, Michael Jordan. Uh, yeah. Four five. People's, people's already upset that he ended Rick. Well, supposedly ended the Rick Flair's career. Uh, he didn't but, end nothing, yo. Rick, Rick is going to do that himself. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, He's still trying. But but we can talk. I shouldn't have said that. Well, yes. So we talk about you know certain matches that that we love, certain moments that we love. But when we sit down during this time and, and we go to Peacock and we, we look at, you know, something to watch, we think about WrestleMania. Guys, can you tell me what is your favorite WrestleMania top to bottom from the first card of the intro until the last um, three counting the bell? What is your favorite WrestleMania overall? I'm going to start with Tweet on this one. Tweet, what's your favorite WrestleMania? For me, it's one uh, the, the one that comes to mind and from top to bottom is WrestleMania three, um, and I know it's kind of cliche to say that because everyone talks oh the you know the big Hogan versus Andre, but everything from you know the Can Am connection starting it off with you know because uh, Cowboy Bob and Don Morocco, you had you know the mixed tag with Bundy and the um, well the little people can't call them you know the other word no more but that's what they were called at that time. Oh, Vince you, loved you, midgets, yo. Right, it, you got you got, you got, you got the strongmen not strongmen going against each other the Hercules versus Billy Jack Haynes. You know, with um, Billy Jack ain't cracked with the um, the chain, busted wide open. Only thing I have against that card, if I would say one negative. Is that and it's not really a negative because uh, the match they were involved in was, was great, had a great storytelling and everything, but the tag belts wasn't on the line. And if I'm not mistaken, but, at the time the tag team champs, I mean, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, may have been the Hart Foundation. They they you know, were it was the, it was the Hearts and Danny Davis versus um, the British Bulldogs and Teal Santana. Well, well, it goes back to what we were talking about before. That was the time where Danny Davis got suspended for a life right. plus ten years because supposedly he. Right, he 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 allowed the Hart Foundation to yep. beat the Bulldogs, and he allowed Macho Man to, right. to beat Santana. So there there was that whole component in there. Chico. And and the, the funny the thing about burrito. The funny, yeah, and the funny thing about that when Macho Man beat Chico Santana at the Boston Garden with the whole thing, you know, digging in his tights. I don't think at that time they were going to use that with the whole Danny Davis thing because that just looked like a simple match where the ref didn't see it. But then later they took the time and went back and said, okay, let's add this to that too. That's kind of how I think they kind of approached that. But I would say WrestleMania top to bottom. Uh, Also, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think I saw um, the guys talking about this when they had the Legends of Wrestling roundtable discussion. Uh, It was like Black History Month where they had, um, you know, Teddy Long and Tony Atlas and a few others. Uh, They talked about uh, the natural Butch Reed um, of how he was, you pretty much, I think he was like, the next match below the main event. I think he yeah, might have been was... the match before Hawk and Andre, him and uh, Coco Beware. So you had two black wrestlers, you know, that high up in the card who put on actually a pretty good match. So Tony's I think... favorite, Coco Beware. Right. <laughs> so I just think from top to bottom, 
And again, this is definitely no disrespect to, I mean, because I don't want to mention my honorable mentions because it's probably some of y'all faves. But from top to bottom, definitely uh, there, there are a couple more WrestleManias, I think, that are close. But if I had to go top to bottom, I would say three because to me there was no bathroom break matches. I, I remember watching it from top to bottom numerous times when I first seen it on Coliseum Home Video and just watching it from top to bottom, even the pre, you know, them around the empty arena, like doing the, the, the build-up on VHS, on the VHS um, tape, watching the, the build-up. So it was just, um, I thought it was phenomenal from top to bottom. Wasn't the greatest main event match, but the story, you know, trumps everything. You know, at that at that time, it was the biggest the biggest match ever. Well, well it was on the regular news. That's how I knew it was so right. big. It was on yeah. the regular news, and Hulk Hogan beats Andre the Giant. I, I, no one believed Hulk Hogan would win, even no. though we know that most wrestling fans knew they fought many times years before. Hogan right. beat them hundreds of times, but no one thought that um, Andre was going to lose that match. I don't believe too many people thought right. Andre was going to lose. No, and, and, and it is. It, it set the standard for what I think WrestleMania has become. Mm-hmm. It was WrestleMania 3. You know, what, where it is now can be traced back to that. You know, I love the carts. I love the carts coming right. down. That, that the Federettes. The Federettes and all those things. So that, <laughs> that was a great um, WrestleMania. And like you say, one of the keys is the bathroom matches. And for people who don't know, a bathroom match is the time you get up from your seat and you maybe go to the bathroom or go get something to eat or drink and you know you're not missing anything special. You know, certain WrestleManias have a lot more and certain WrestleManias have a lot less of those matches. So, Tone, top to bottom, your favorite WrestleMania? Yeah, so it was really, really tough for me. I got to be honest. Like, even up till now, I'm still kind of going back and forth and I'll probably just end up going with my low-hanging fruit. Um, but I guess I'll just try to talk through my process so far uh, and then bore you guys in between. So I've been lo- watching WrestleMania. I watched WrestleMania 22 at Tweet's suggestion. Mm-hmm. What I will say as honorable mention, that is probably the best idea of a WrestleMania, right? If you mm-hmm. look at it from everything that was on it, even in that mm-hmm. time, like puppy matches, like, you know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> You know, Jr. and King on on um, on uh, on commentary when I think The Godfather came out. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to watch a WrestleMania that has everything from the pomp and circumstance to the wrestling, that would be one to watch. Um, wanted to make an argument for WrestleMania 10, but sat down and watched it, and that show is really really tough. Like the things that are good in that. WrestleMania are good, but the things that are bad are are bad. Um, try to do seven just because it has my favorite match in it. And honestly, it's a better card than people really remember, especially mm-hmm. those big moments of like, you know, the Macho Man versus the Ultimate Warrior. Um, well, we got that on now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, I even tried 14 because me and Andy had a conversation and he was telling me about the buildup between Kane and The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Want to actually ask everybody what the hell was with the finish for Sean and Stone Cold? No, like yeah, the, Tyson the, the Tyson turn legitimately made no sense because it came out of right. nowhere. Right. But going through all of that, I'm just gonna go with my favorite WrestleMania of all time. Um, my my first memory, I'm just go with WrestleMania five. Um, 
to the argument of bathroom matches, I think when they're placed correctly, they're super helpful because if you're drawn into something, and especially as a crowd and you're cheering, you kind of need a break to kind of get yourself back together. And I think WrestleMania five had enough of those where <laughs> it, kept, it, 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 it kept you going, right? It kept you going throughout the whole show. And then just the big payoffs were amazing. And then you think about the people on the card itself. It's just amazing talent. So I'm going to go with WrestleMania five top to bottom. Um, because it's just one of the most enjoyable. And then it had the best payoff at the end. And fuck Hulk Hogan. <laughs> well, uh, tell- actually, that, that, actually, that was second on my list. So I, I yes. can't argue or dispute WrestleMania no, 5 at I, all. I, I, I can't either. And that was my favorite WrestleMania. That's why you I can not let you have room. So go dive deep into WrestleMania You want me 5, to go baby. here? Go for it. All right, so we're going to WrestleMania 5 from top to bottom. I always say it. it's one of the WrestleManias I always put on if I got nothing else to do because I always love sitting down and watching it. Tone, you are correct. It has very few bathroom matches, but it's placed at the right moments. Like, So you come off Rick Rude and Ultimate Warrior who go nine minutes. I'm, I have the card up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, too. Then, I'm then to you know, come what's, back. What's a bathroom they, match? I, can't, I don't see one. Red Rooster and Bobby Heenan for 31 yeah. seconds. There you go. You get your break. No, um, that wasn't was too bad because the whole Red Rooster and Bobby Heenan thing. But, but you, got, you, you got enough of the bathroom. Because you're setting yourself up. Everybody's got to come down because what's the next match? The Mega Powers exploding it. And we'll start. That's a year program. And I think the greatest moments we could talk about in WrestleMania are those moments and those matches that are more than just a a Royal Rumble to WrestleMania buildup. You look at the Mega Powers exploding. That was a year program. You know, Mm -hmm. you talk about some Kofi, you know, Kofi Mane was always there. Daniel Bryant was a little longer than when he won at, at Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. But we talk about great moments. You know, you always got to, Vince planning it out, you know, that entire year of having these two guys come together. And then as they start and they, as the mega powers explode, you know, the mania was a little bit ahead of the madness, but you really carry you were in or you were out. Yeah. And, and, you know, talking about that and, now, now we throw in the Twin Towers in there, kind of starting to. That was an excellent match. That was a and, sleeper. But, but you had them in that in that role of of trigger where they, you know, in the in the Saturday Night's main event, you know, they hurt Elizabeth, and then Macho, mm-hmm. as Tone talks about Macho Man being his gimmick, very, uh, very possessive, mm-hmm. um, close to very, reality. Close, I mean, Hogan's yes. also a piece of crap, right? He's a All lion. Right. <laughs> okay. Is he not? Uh, Marshall might have been right. Bobby might have right. been. You know, but but very possessive, very insecure, and you see him how he goes left, you know, and, and just turns on Hogan and that whole thing. So I think that was a great moment, um, and that was great storytelling. You look at, you know, great match at the beginning, Hercules and Haku to kind of get it going, and then you had a the, the Rockers. What was the, best, that, what was the best match to you on this card? You, you want to know, and it only got five minutes. I'll be mm-hmm. honest with you. Perfect I was taking blazer. The same thing. Perfect blazer. And here's, here's the thing about and that. And they only match. got five minutes. Right. I, I, I used to listen to this thing called Wrestling Radio with Joel Goodhart. Um, 
everybody was that's you know a week. I think it was probably a week or two weeks prior. But oh, that's Owen Hart. That's Brett's brother. Mm-hmm. And then um, next thing you know, you see that match, and it was a great match for five minutes. Uh, so I'm I'm with you on that one. I think the Brain Busters versus Strike Force was a decent match too. Yeah, um, just, that's when the model started that was right the there. Turn. Yeah, yeah, that was the turn. turn. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, it was, this, this card hit pretty hard, man. It was, it was a lot of good stuff on this card. Right. Even the best interest to me, one of the better interests to me on this card was on um, Rhythm and Blues coming out with the gold record and Peggy Sue and all that, which was Sherry Martell being Peggy Sue, obviously. Yeah. But even that was added some comic relief. But it, but it was yeah. just so much going on on that card. No, you know, and you look, I, I think one of the big moments, and, and it's, you don't talk about it, was the whole return of Roddy Piper. Right with um, Roddy Piper, yeah, with uh, with, uh, Roddy Piper, with, uh, with Roddy Piper Brother Love, and Morton Downey. Morton Downey Jr. Yeah, that that you know that that kind of broke it up. That's a I felt it dragged a on a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it dragged. It could have been yeah. done with a little less time. Yeah, right. so it dragged it out. Right, but you know you had Piper being Piper, and they let Piper right. be. You know, which which makes it more. So you well, know, from top to bottom. And there's the second one in Atlantic City and the whole thing. Uh, you know, you let's not forget. Pro- let's not forget Mania Five. Also, the WrestleMania rap. Yes, that that's that's another one. There you go. You know, sound problems, but that that was great. You know, Run DMC. You bring in Run DMC to do the whole WrestleMania rap and and, the, and, and I hear things. Jesse at the end. I hear Jesse Ventura at the end. So yeah, I kind of get into that. I'm saying Jesse, that's the <laughs> you never listen to rap music in your life, Jesse. Well, Jesse and Gorilla, right? Yep, yeah, Jesse yeah. and Gorilla. And Jesse yeah. Jesse upset at Hogan because that was the time where No Hose Bar was coming out. And oh, Jesse yeah. was upset that Hogan was going Hollywood. Because Hogan is a piece of... Hogan is a piece. <laughs> he, he did his pose for the crowd. Like he yes, was, and Jesse yeah, got in his feelings because he just did The Predator. And right. I think that was the time about around The Predator. Yeah, it was. And he was, yeah. he was a little tight that, you know, Hulk Hogan was making his way into Hollywood. Right. But you had that, you, you know, you had the, the moment and... and I guess the million dollar man, you know, talking about all the big wigs, you know, and him shaking the hand of, of Donald Trump. So, so there, right. there's so, so many things that were working very well in WrestleMania oh, five. Sorry. That's, that's, sorry, continue. There you go. <laughs> okay. You know, that made it work. And it was at a time, like I say, you, you gotta be able to watch it front to back. Right. Yes, you need breaks in the action because you can't just be on all the time because by the time you get to, you know, your last match, the main event, the crowd's dead. So you need right. the ebbs and flows in the crowd. Um, so we can all, you know, and it's 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 kind of funny that we talk about it. You know, Tony and I have WrestleMania 5 tweet. You're talking about WrestleMania 3. Is it because of our age where, you know, you look at it, we're talking about two WrestleManias that happened, you know, yeah. in in well, eighty nine and eighty. I think what I think that what, has, what? that has that's something 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 some to do with it. But also, um, the business has changed so much, and the product they put out has changed so much when it comes to Mania itself. Like even mm. like all right, for example, let's. I mean, it's not one of the topics, but let's Mania card is pretty much almost all but done for this year. It's kind of, um, at least to me, until they announced that last, the last two matches, it was kind of less than desirable. Um, so I just think, you know, I think what we saw, like WrestleMania three and WrestleMania five, it was a 
bam, here's your big main event that has, you know, has a story. We're going to fit everything else in between, but we're going to give you some quality wrestling. And, you know, we'll tell a couple of stories in between. Like, I, I'm still trying to figure out, I don't really remember, like, Beefcake and DiBiase, that match. I don't remember no kind of build-up to that match uh, for WrestleMania, WrestleMania 5. It doesn't even, it's not, like, even ringing a bell. Even the Fabulous Rougeau brothers uh, versus the Bushwhackers. Bushwhackers. But, right. but not, not everything, I believe, need, needs a, a long, drugged-out story. But, I mean, the Bushwhackers, I'll, I'll never forget when that happened. I was shocked they won. So that, that was big for me because they were just pretty gimmicky at that time. Right. Um, but but, but they're at, very, very underrated tag team. When oh, you look the Sheep Herders. Oh, don't give me, yeah, don't give me started. You know, outside herders. of the they WWE. Were yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were legends. Yeah. And we, oh, we yeah. talked about that a little bit a couple of months ago. I don't know if it was last month or the month before that Vince has a way of grabbing these wrestlers and teams from other outside of WWE, bringing them to WWE and kind of, quote unquote, I think the word I used was kind of demoralize them. But he kind of, um, you know, he doesn't bring – if you're a top-tier guy at a, somewhere else, he don't bring you in as a top-tier guy unless your name right. is Ric Flair. Um, Red Rooster, you know, Red Rooster, we can talk about Big that Boss kid. Man. We can big talk about the Big Boss Man. Cause, and you know what? Not for nothing, from a business perspective, great for Bubba. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's awesome. You jump right in and you go into a program with Hogan. Um, mm-hmm. So from a human being standpoint, wonderful opportunity. But, like – he was just Big Bubba Rogers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was the enforcer for the Midnight Express. And his right. gimmick there where it's very much different from who he right. ended up be, being. And look, right. that and back then, Hogan made outfit, yeah. right. Hogan made all the calls on who he wanted to work with back then, definitely. Yeah. Because I remember Bundy saying how he got the call for Mania 2. Like, pretty much like Hogan was like, okay, we need a big guy. Put him on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So I think kind of big boss man kind of fell in that realm as well. Right. But, but, you know, but from 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 I guess the pomp and circumstance, like it's that's WrestleMania has always been WWF, WWE. Like I get it from our conversation of WrestleMania too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very consistent. I don't care what anybody says in, in, in these later years and feeling some type of way about um uh uh uh, people outside of the business, yeah, the Logan in Pauls, and, and yeah, like you said, Mr. T. Yo, look at the Mr. T thing. Yeah, the first joint had Mr. T in it, and it was getting, always getting beat about up, get, getting knocked out, getting knocked around by Piper Mania too. <laughs> two years in a row. So, like, right. so there you go. We can count that as essentially kind of a back to back. Yeah, you can well, argue. Well, that, well, one was a tag match. One was a yeah, the but you can match. argue that program though, right? Well, to, right. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. But let me let me ask you guys this, and and and, and we're gonna keep going. Um, so we talk about some of the great moments, um, and WrestleMania and how WrestleMania has evolved. And this is, I'll save my other one for for last. But the way WrestleMania is being consumed now, it's like I said at the beginning, it's grown to a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Right. Four days. Is it better just to have, you know, and I'll look at the WrestleMania itself. It's now two days, Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday. Are you, are, you, are you happy that it's two days? Or would you rather have it just one day or one night? You want to go first, Tom? Or you want me? This, this whole chat knows my answer, so tweet. You I know your answer. Go ahead, tweet. Go ahead, tweet. <laughs> um, we'll, me, personally, it took some getting used to. I'm fine with the two nights. 
But here's my thing with you having to, them having to really four nights technically, but really have mania for two nights. If you're able to make, to me, if you're going to do two nights, you got to make the card strong and also build up um, some of the, I would say build up, because mania is really not used, um, used for building up guys. But you got to utilize guys who, um, who deserve an opportunity. You can't have a bunch of watered down stuff than have a two night event. I think last year, was kind of a victim of that because I could have did without the, you know, Pat McAfee being in the ring and all of that. I mean, it goes back to the celebrity thing, but still, um, they could have matched Austin Theory, you know, had him doing something else. Because um, Pat McAfee, you know, honestly wasn't that big of a, I know he's over with a lot of people, but he was a, a big enough star where you would just uh, have him take up 20 minutes of your mania. They could have did without the whole, as much as I appreciate the Stone Cold KO thing. Um, my whole thing is, you know, Stone Cold can kind of do what he wants, can kind of write his own ticket. But my whole thing is, don't bring him back. If you're not gonna have him in a real match. That 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 that, that was my thing. Stone Cold, he wants to compete. Now just talking about him wanting wanted to compete this year, but um, was waiting for the right dance partner. Um, that, you take about, Cena, that take her Cena. That situation. Exactly. Too. That's I another thing. Same no, thing. An- another good point. So like, I'm looking at the card now. Like, I got in front of me for the two nights for next weekend, and. Again, I said it's less than desirable, but that's just my taste. But I'm fine with, um, you know, that I think that Intercontinental match is going to be tremendous. The Gunther, yeah. McIntyre, and Sheamus. You, I mean, wow. I mean, that, that's the best match in this card to me easily. I think Seth and Logan Paul is going to be a decent match, believe it or not. Um, Roman and Cody is going to speak for itself. They're both good workers, so that's going to be fine. Well, um, well, but, but it's still like for, for them to have two nights, I'm looking at some of the stuff that's on here, and it's kind of like, it's less than desirable. I mean, Brock and Omos, you know, I, I'm a big Omos fan, so I can live with that, but it's still kind of like, eh. You're looking at that whole Trish Lita thing, it's like, you know, spare me. Um, Edge versus Finn, I understand you got to end it in the hell in the cell, but I don't think it's mania. Because I, I was there live when they fought at Extreme Rules. It, it was uh, it was great because of the whole Beth interference and the Rhea with the whole, you know, the key to the handcuffs. But I don't think they put on like a showstopper. I don't. I don't right. think it's really like should be a, a mania hell in a cell match. I, I don't. You know, I, I can do without it. I mean, but let I me ask you a question. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe I haven't been reading the dirt sheets, but there's one match on here. I'm looking at the card that I thought was happening, but I guess it's not anymore. What Where's Bobby? Called? Where's Bobby? Yeah, Bobby. Bobby was supposed to fight Bray. Yeah, it's um, still Bray, technically. Bray, Bray it's has still... something going on with him, Bray. They have not canceled it. They haven't officially, they haven't officially said that it's done. Um, according to the internet, uh, Bray's been dealing with an illness issue. Uh, oh, okay. Don't know how true or false that is. Um, right. It's still on the books, is what they're saying. Um, I thought they already but, had Bobby with another guy already. Did you see no. who other opponent's possibly going to be? No. Okay. No, I have. I haven't seen that okay. information, but. I think it's it's really rough with WWE because they have the most talent that they've yeah. ever had, not even just from an amount perspective, but from a legitimate talent perspective. Right. They have so many people on their roster that to fill two nights with two nights of really good wrestling is not impossible. Right. Um, Agreed. I think, I, I, think, I think they do take into account, again, not overloading people and Vince likes his Vince things, so like the you know, and Brock. yeah, I mean, you're gonna, on now. yeah, you're gonna have 
you're going to have that in there. I think it's unfortunate. I personally would love to go back to just a one night and that's fine. From a time perspective, number one, I think it's too much because two nights of five hours plus, it feels like, even if that's not what it is, I think that's a lot, Um, you know, and for somebody that loves wrestling, I think it's unnecessary, but I get why from a business perspective, you can do it because if because the people fans, are gonna buy gonna, two nights. Yeah, right. it's for the fans. It's gonna kill my pockets, yeah. kill our pockets. Like yeah. imagine, like Mania, you decide to buy tickets to both nights. Yeah, it's right. grief. You know what I mean? But at the but at the same time, if people are gonna buy it, why why aren't you gonna right. sell it? Exactly. Right. So yeah. I understand why you do two nights. Um, but I would much rather prefer it be truncated. Give me one night. Give me the five hours. It's fine. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's a big spectacle or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And then do what Tweet is saying, like really put things on the card that people Means will so. be drawn into. Yeah. But then also at the same time, I think WWE is in a groove of WrestleMania sells itself. Yeah. And in previous years, like you don't necessarily always need the buildup. And I keep bringing it back to Cena Undertaker, right? Really, what was that program? Will he not show up? He gonna yeah, show up. Bro. Ticket in the crowd. No, no. Yeah, come on, son. He gonna show up. Like, so yeah. we could definitely sell this story another way. It doesn't have to be like that. Um, so I would love for it to go back to one night. I would love for them to highlight people that are really, really deserving of it. Right. Um, and and actually be able to build these stories a little better, uh, but you know, to to the history perspective, there wasn't three, four pay-per-views between World Rumble and WrestleMania right. in right. the past. Now you have that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, well, like, two, month, two, two, two nights is here to stay, definitely. Right. They, they, um, you, I, it wouldn't surprise me if I've seen the future, if they can, if they can if, if Friday Night SmackDown to do, like, really good numbers where they don't have to pretty much... Um, block off any of the seats in some of these um, arenas. I can see them trying to etch WrestleMania to three nights some, somewhere down the road. It is now. Even that well, you know what I mean. after Mania. Right. The Raw after Mania. Raw after Mania. But, now, you I mean, got, now you got SmackDown that's the lead into the Hall of Fame. Right. Yeah. Like you, you know, told, we talked about this one match is not on there, but I think we can all agree that's going to be on the card somewhere. Oh, yeah, Uso, Dominic mm-hmm. and Ray. Oh yeah, yeah. Dominic Ray and the Usos is not listed there yeah. yet. The right, Usos yeah. versus um, you know, Kale and Sammy, which is you know, the Dominic right. and Ray thing, they should have ended that prior to they. I, I find it hard with Ray being inducted in the Hall of Fame the same year. You're gonna have him have a match with his son. I don't know how that's gonna play out. I think it's I think yeah. it's bad timing. Yeah, yeah, um, but I think but I think it is from a from a personal perspective probably the best way Rey Mysterio would want to go out. Right. You put your son over at Mania, bro. He's going to Yo, he's going in the hall. His career solidified. Right. It's not going to do nothing for his legacy. In fact, he gets to work his son at well, Mania. Well, here's the thing. That's awesome, bro. No, my, yeah. no, it's great. It's fantastic. But here's my thing. And we all know what's going to happen. We all know Dominic is probably going to win. Well, it doesn't matter who wins. It doesn't matter who wins. It don't even matter who wins, but they're going to yeah. embrace after the match. Um, but he, no, they he, won't. I, they not in public. Not in public. But, but wait, the feud is over. 
at, at, at Mania. That's Mania yes. usually in streets for the most part, unless you, you know. But he, here's my thing. is um, It would be great to see him and his son, especially with the waves his son has made, at the Hall of Fame ceremony, them two, you know, embracing each other. But unfortunately, we're not going to see that because they're working a, you know, working a um, angle together. So I think that, that that's why I said it was bad timing, more so for right. that. Right. No, I, I get it. And, and, and from a family perspective, you probably would want it to be a happier time. But from right. from a business perspective, right? And again, let's live in kayfabe. I think, you know, it's probably, it already is the second best program that's going mm-hmm. on on WWE TV yes. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and to have it pay off the way it's about to, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, I think it's perfect. I think I think you wait until the Hall of Fame and Dominic do some funny stuff and challenge them, and then they have the match. That's one right. of those sudden builds, like okay, this match just pops up that like, I think I'm cool with. Yeah, because you know it's like floating around, and that's yeah. what uh, we were talking about before. Tone with the Kane and the Undertaker whole deal. It has a little bit of that vibe where Undertaker didn't want to fight his his mm. brother. And then all of a sudden, you know, it just keeps building to a point where he says, okay, let's go. You know, and I, yeah. I feel I feel it very similar to this. Um, let me ask you this question. And, and this talk, I, we love WrestleMania. And this is almost getting into WrestleMania, a WrestleMania-style podcast today, the way we're going. Um, I, got, I got two more points, and then, and then we'll wrap it up. Raw after WrestleMania, <laughs> has it become – bigger than what it was and and I say that for this standpoint right after Wrestlemania you know for those that don't know is when they push the reset button and they start bringing people out that have been maybe going off the TV for a while they come back or they bring new people in I feel now or or, or, or they run the same matches that they ran the night before they're trying right. people arm the leg for mm. right but what what I'm gonna say is has it become to a point where now we're waiting for who's the, who's coming? You know, before they would come out, they'd get this great pop and we all would be excited because I've been in the crowd for Raw after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Tone has been. Tweet, have you ever been in the crowd for Raw I never after have. WrestleMania? Never have, no. But, you, you know, we've all watched it. Mm-hmm. Has it become we're waiting to see what happens? You know, we're waiting to see because we have access to all these dirt sheets and on the internet and, and whatever. Are we waiting for that person to come instead of letting it happen organically? I'm not. Usually that's that's the Royal Rumble for me, but that hasn't been the case in the Royal Rumble for the last couple of years. But um, as far as the Royal After Mania, uh, for me, no. It's kind of, um, like you said, they hit the restart, the refresh button. Usually what I, I want to see, it's what my brain already fast forwards it. Right to what are we going to see in SummerSlam? Okay. Um, my, my that's where my brain normally goes. Okay, like like for example, let's just say no matter who's victorious, whether it's Roman or Cody, my brain is going to say, okay, who who they're going to fight at SummerSlam? Because you do SummerSlams, is, I, I think that's second fiddle to Mania as far as um, the card itself. Some would probably say the Royal Rumble, but no. uh, I would say the card itself. I would say SummerSlam. Uh, so it's kind of like. Because you know SummerSlam is usually a big event, so you're kind of thinking like, okay, so we're, so what's going to go on with Cody now? Let's say if Cody wins, what's going to happen now if Roman wins? What's going to happen now if um, the Usos retain? You know what's next? So 
that that's where my brain normally goes. So for the raw, you know, because the raw usually at the at the the raw at the mania usually kind of sets that up. Right. Usually, usually the start of a big feud that usually okay. culminate at SummerSlam. Right. I I think raw after mania has lost its luster. Um, right. I really really felt it when me and Andy went. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't have the same kind of gravitas and vibe that it used to. Because I liken it back to, I honestly think the last one that was really big, and I think about the pop, was when Enzo and Cass came out. Like, mm-hmm. I even go back and watch that on the network. I I remember that crowd blew up. And I don't think there's anybody on any of the rosters or anywhere that brings that same kind of energy. Right. Like, just let's let's think about wrestling now, right? Um, Cody came back at Mania last year. Who would show up from anywhere, right, outside of a currently um, under contract AEW wrestler? Who coming from somewhere would have that huge of a pop to turn the crowd like that? Uh, two people to stick out, and, and they're not coming through that door, no Thompson. Uh, Moxie and uh, Daniel Bryan. Again, under contract a- AEW, AEW wrestlers. Guys. You know they're not. They're 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 not. So no, you know, and another one, NJF. You know, yeah, three guys. Not they're right But you're, you're saying, saying those are the three guys that you would think to get a pop, and they're not coming anytime soon because they're under contract with another there's, company. There's a fourth, and I'm not sure he's under contract, but he has his other issues going on. CM Punk. He's still currently under contract. Okay. He's but, he's currently under contract, but. Punk could come at any point in time, and the pot would be retarded. But isn't there been talk? Isn't hasn't there been talk that uh, they say? I mean, I know it's a rumor. There's been talk that uh, Triple H has been trying to get certain wrestlers to break their contracts with AEW, which I mean, ain't that, I'm pretty sure it's not that difficult to do. I mean, yeah, but you know, yeah, no, I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't no. think. Um, it would have to be for some crazy amount of money, and I don't think any of the four right. guys that we mentioned are hurting on cash right now. No. Speaking of cash, this, I'm ready to throw everything. I'm ready to throw screwball, uh, curveball in here. Who makes more, Bianca Belair or Montez Ford? Oh, uh, <laughs> we had this conversation. This yo, yo, Tom, just to give you a little, just to give you this background. Oh my uh, goodness, we had, we were in Vegas having this deep argument. First of all, the debate. Then it turned into like a mini argument. And mind you, there was some alcohol involved. So, so, <laughs> we, so. Yeah, a lot. So, we're, we're going off the rafters for hours, a couple more than an hour at least, about who makes more between them two. Out of all I, things that we're talking about in Vegas. I said Bianca makes more. Tez's base contract is more than Bianca's, but Bianca makes more within the, the, the merchandise sale and all the other stuff than Tez. I think that makes sense. Thank you. Okay. I think that makes sense. There you go. So, um, I, 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 I got to be honest. I can't. I, I don't know necessarily that Bianca's base isn't a little more than Montez's. That, that's because, that's where I was going because my whole thing is she's the money. She's one yeah. of the top money draws. She's, with, she's with Roman yeah. and like I mean she's under she's them opposite part of money draw. Montez right. is a you know and we love Montez, but he's a mid going to upper card guy at least at the moment. And then I brought in I brought into the account the other factor that you know 
Um, the same factor, you know. I said we're talking about Montez. We're not talking about Chad Gable or right. Baron Corbin or somebody like that. So you catch my drift. Well, so, but I would I would also say is you got to definitely take into account um, where the trajectory and this goes into your argument tweet of their careers has been. Um, Bianca has been in the main event for at least two years, right? Right. Safe to say maybe three. I can't really remember when she first started getting her main event push. Right. Um, and then not knowing, you know, the intricacies of her contract, mm-hmm. she could have gotten this push, you know, she could have gotten a contract renewal or a contract change right. or a renegotiation. Right. So just in her placement on the card, I wouldn't be shocked if um if Bianca's base salary was more. And here, here's my thing where Andy and I was discussing. And I mean, I don't think Vince or whoever does these contracts now. I don't think they really the wrestlers get that much on the back end. Like I don't think, especially merchandising and all that stuff. I don't think they get as much as um, maybe Andy probably believes. I just don't think um, you know Vince has not been known as a giving person when it comes to like whether it's your namesake, your rights, merchandising, and all that stuff. The top guys maybe do like the singer, but at the same time, taper, but at the, those guys. But at the same time, though, um, to your argument. How many Montez Ford shirts do you be seeing? Exactly. So, um, so even even if it's not a lot on the back end, mm-hmm. it's safe right. to say Bianca's still making more. more. <laughs> right. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. yes. You know, yeah. like like it may not be a lot, but you know, if there's a hundred, she's moving more shirts. She's well, moving yeah, more you shirts. WWE Shop. Right now, Bianca's yeah. like the first four listed superstars. Her, yeah, Ryan, she's moving more shirts. Cena, so, right. so you know, and and I hate to bring this up because of all his trials and tribulations that he's had, but we're talking about Vince McMahon doing a contract for a man and Vince McMahon for doing a contract for a woman. But his, but I brought in the other uh, factor too, Andy. You get what I'm saying? Right. The other fact, that's why I said, well, we're talking Montez. We're not talking, you know, Chad right. Gable or somebody like right. that. Right. But but that's, you know, that that's we could spend another podcast on that. Are I, you guys well, talking about Danny Davis again? Is that no, what we're talking about? No. That's, that's dangerous, get, Danny Davis. Get, you, let, 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 get, I want to get your job back because, you know, you yes. dance pretty well. Uh, let, let me, I have one last question. Privilege. And, okay. and yes, there you go. <laughs> um, one last question for you guys. And we talk about great moments. We talk about, you know, the best, what we remember. I always like to look at the flip side. What was either your the worst WrestleMania you've ever seen <laughs> or the worst mo- WrestleMania moment? The worst Mania to me is the one with LT and Bam Bam. That was just horrible. Yeah, that was bad. That was horrible. That, that, was was that made that made that made the blo- the blindfold match look like um look like Steamboat and, um, and, and Macho. It it was yeah, good, was... good and terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it got it got it, it got Bam Bam a nice payday though. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm looking at the card. So, so let me run down the card. You had Lex Luger and the British Bulldogs versus the Blue, um, the Blue Brothers, Jacob and Eli yeah. Blue. Then you had Razor Ramon and Jeff Jarrett. Then you had Not the bad. Undertaker and King Kong Bundy with the MLB ref as the referee. You had Yoko and Owen versus the Smoking Guns. Yeah. Bret Hart versus Bob Backlund, God. Diesel versus Sean, and then LT versus Bam Bam with Pat Patterson as the referee. 
Hmm. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna go back and watch that after we after we yeah. wrap up. Yeah. I can't I do it. I need. I, I need. I think I need to see how bad that is. Yeah, I, I, I cannot do. Be, I cannot do uh, it. I don't think there's anything that comes close to it. We the best part about, about that was else. Pamela Anderson. Yes. Oh, and Jenny McCartney came out too. Yeah. Um. That, so that, we I we can talk about that, and and of course it had to be in Hartford in Connecticut, you know, close to Vince. WrestleMania but, 10 was not that good, yeah. Yeah, but WrestleMania... I just watched it. It was, as a whole show, it was not... Right. It was not that good. But, um... Is it worth... So you can go 10 and 11, which one's worse? Because and at least nine. that... And 9, yeah. add 9 to it, because 9 was... Yeah. 9 was, was a rough watch. Yes, it was. 8 <laughs> was a rough watch. <laughs> Eight, eight was bad. Eight, Vince nine, went through, ten, eleven. Yo, he went to he he was struggling right there. Eight, eight, eight but, wasn't too bad. Eight eight had a savior with um, the Macho Flair match. Yes, that eight, eight. eight. That was eight. That was oh, eight. But, but everything else, Hogan versus Sid Justice with the Warrior doing the run in. Come on. But yeah, the um right. like the late run in at that. Yeah. Um, the, you know, uh, you look at nine. Brett, Brett and Piper. Brett and Piper was Brett, that bad. Brett and Piper kind of holds it up too. Nine, yeah. you can talk about. Nah, what? Nine, nine's a struggle. What? Oh, perfect, perfect, Sean. Or no, no, it was perfect and the narcissist. But then perfect gets into it with Sean. But that was a struggle. Ten, you had Brett Nolan, who I think stole the show, and you had the ladder match, which you know solidifies. Yeah. There's moments. Tell me a moment in eleven that you will. That was yeah. Like, that was so horrible. You're like, tell me, I'm tell me the moment at eleven. You know, even WrestleMania nine. Hulk, you know, the Brett, the Brett to the Brett loses to Yoko and Hogan comes out, and then they challenge. You know, that's a moment. Even even that match with uh, versus IRS wasn't a bad IRS Money Inc wasn't a bad match. No, it that wasn't a bad match. match but give me give me something in eleven that that is horrible. It's I think horrible. it's the worst. I think it's the one of the worst cards. I think like it's not even. It might be the, the worst, worst card ever. It's probably the worst pay per view ever. No, there it's was bad. One. It's up there with the worst pay per view level. I don't know. We gotta we gotta see what Meltzer says. Somebody, you know, it's bad. Like look at it. It's bad. This is awful. Right, but yeah. So I guess we're all in agreement that WrestleMania 11 is one of the worst. The yeah, worst WrestleMania. All, only seven matches on here. That's yeah, exactly. crazy. Yeah. Look at look at the time. Look at the time. Of the Yo, matches, Diesel bro. and Sean got twenty, 20 minutes. minutes of torture. <laughs> But you know, so so we look at that might be the worst our uh, our 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 vote for worst WrestleMania ever. You know, we had and, and WrestleMania is always seen as the the as Tony says, the granddaddy of them all, and as Tweet says, the showcase of the immortals. WrestleMania is and Becky Lynch said this mm-hmm. on an interview, the Super Bowl of professional wrestling. Which is and what it does to the whole business, the wrestling business, it it gives everybody an opportunity to showcase their skills and their talents, not just the WWE, but others. You know, there's going to be WrestleCons and other, right. you know, mm-hmm. maybe indies are going to have something going on at the same time. Oh, Philadelphia, that's going to be interesting next year. Philadelphia at different locations, yes. Um, WrestleMania it is this thing, and... and can I Tweet. ask a question? Any, yeah, go ahead. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Why is it this way? Lawrence Taylor 
Carl Banks, Ricky Jackson, Steve Mongo McMichael, Ken Norton Jr., Chris Spielman, and Reggie White. They're Why? trying to relive. They're trying to relive the WrestleMania two thing with the whole Why? football players. Yeah, that's all that that's is. That's a. That's a. That's a whole side of the ball right there. And then Bam Bam got <laughs> there, there, there's no there's Kong. no offensive players because Lawrence he's Taylor was got, the greatest defensive player of all time. He's and got King a, Kong Bundy, Ted DiBiase, the, the Godfather. That's not who he was, but that's what we're gonna go with. The yes. Godfather. Shyster. Erwin Tatanka. R. Shyster, Tatanka and, and Nikolai, Nikolai, Vol- Nikolai Volkov. Nikolai Volkov. And when was this? What year was this? 95. <laughs> what year was it? 1995. We're still trotting Nikolai Volkov out. Yep. yep. Hey, you're lucky I changed our group event. text name to the Bolsheviks. That was coming next. I mean, you probably, I probably would have let that slide because that yes. was not as clear as the one that you did first. <laughs> the one, the one but, I yeah. I'm thinking about yes. like our calls and everything get monitored anyway. Like our, our text and everything. Yeah, but we don't have to, we don't have to, we don't have to taunt them with it. Right, exactly. <laughs> Yo, but, this, is a, but, this is a crazy, and they got yeah. down there 12 minutes. Yes, I know. Twelve boring minutes. Um, so I want to wrap this up, you know, because we could we could stay on here for another three hours talking about WrestleMania. Nah, I got things to do. Yeah, well, <laughs> tweet. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start with tweet. Tweet. Well, WrestleMania to you. At the end of the day, WrestleMania to you is WrestleMania dot, dot, to dot. me is the showcase of the immortals. As cliche as that is to say, it's the event. I look forward to every single year. I'm a big basketball fan. I could say I look forward to WrestleMania more than I do the NBA Finals. I look forward to it more than March Madness. And I played in March Madness, for those on on the record. I played in it twice. Um, But I still look forward to WrestleMania every year a lot more. I always look forward, no matter when I first see the card, whether I'm happy with the card or not happy with the card, I'm always looking forward to tune in to see what I'm going to see. And to be quite honest, um, except for the WrestleMania we really just mentioned, um, I haven't been really disappointed. So I'm looking forward to this year as well. Tone, WrestleMania is undeniable. Um, I, I I don't care what side of the fence you are on in your interest of wrestling and how you how you enjoy it and the things that you like of it. Um, you're a WrestleMania watcher, right? You're it is undeniable. It is a it is an event. It creates an economy, as Andy's kind of brought up numerous times now, with all the things that come with it, from events to you know other promotional opportunities, parties, access, fan fest. Um, you know, love love it or hate it, you can't deny it. Yeah, you know, and and I always say WrestleMania is a chance to get together. And it's a spectacle. It has grown to this moment where it is bigger. It's big. and yeah. But I love WrestleMania because it gets a chance for me to be around my friends. You know, yeah. you look at, it's always around my birthday. So, yeah. you know, when WrestleMania comes out, I, I will have seen another year. But there's always, you know, a chance for, for me over the years to be around my friends, you know, whether it's virtually or in person, you know, last year we went down to Philly and hung out with, hung out with our boy Tweet and watched Cody come back, 
you know, on night one. But it, it's it's the opportunity to sh- share moments with other people and moments throughout time. Will, we be, virtual? will we be virtual this year? Like, what's the game plan? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I think we're doing virtual. Okay. We will figure originally it out. I was gonna, originally, I, I was going to be out of town, but it turns out I'll be here because that weather in Vegas is not cooperating. No. So we could we could talk more about how it looks, but I think um, Andy is doing a shameless plug and promotion. So I think tweet we might as well just do it since this is probably going to land around the time his birthday is out. So you got your Hold got on. your uh, singing voice ready, bro. Happy, Happy birthday to you. you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Oh, that's, that's, Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, dear Andy. Happy birthday, birthday to you. I was a lot louder in the restaurant. Oh, man. So so that might be one of the culminating moments of, of this friendship, as I say. Uh, when you have one of your friends get up in the middle of the bar during March Madness and we're in Philly and Villanova is playing <laughs> in the final four. And he gets up in front of everybody and the whole bar has the whole bar saying happy birthday to me. Thank you, gentlemen. And Tone, um, take us home. So again, thank you guys for thank you, all you humanoids and ham and eggers for checking out 1004. Please make sure you check out all the other amazing uh, offers and podcasts that we have on CVN. Um, tweet, you have any last words? Um, no, that's it. Just uh, you know, check out the podcast uh, through Spotify and um, all the other available links uh, on Apple Podcasts. Um, and it's always great doing it. And can't wait to can't wait to our next episode. Andy, anything you got to say? Um, check us out. Check out all our other episodes. You know, it's always a pleasure. And like I said, you know, during the podcast, tell your friends and your family you love them because you never know what's going to happen down the road. I recently lost, you know, who I can call a brother um, to a tragic um, heart attack. Turns out to be a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, I'm dealing with the loss. I know other people in this podcast are dealing with other losses and tragic losses of people they knew in their lives. And and so, you know, it comes from a place. Tell people you love them. Tell people you care about them. Check in on everybody because you never know what's going on. And like I say, check out our little podcasts, you know, and, and can't wait to do this again. And so we appreciate you guys. And as I like to close out always, peace. The Slickster, a key in the African dream and a big boss man. Gentlemen, is this the match you wanted all along? Or are you going to continue your terrorist attacks on the mega powers and the defenseless Elizabeth? What do you want? Chill out, Holmes. Chill out then while the Slickster lays it all out for you. You see, this is the Slickster's third law of wrestling dynamics. See, we are three men, and they are two men, and three men will always be two men. Ergo presto, we will win. Now that remains to be seen, Slickster, and if that's the third law of wrestling dynamics, what are the first two laws? Elementary, elementary, my near idiot. You see, 
face is the law of the jungle. Yo, brother, kill or be killed, eat or be eaten, and I am hungry. <laughs> That's it. And then second is the law of the land. Boss man, read them now right. You have the right to suffer. You have the right to feel pain. If you wish to have an attorney present, I'll hurt him, too. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Hey, 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 school is out, Holmes, you dunce cap. Hey, now it's time for us three men's to go out and beat those two men's cause it's the love. I can't believe it. Managers to be a factor to what degree, I don't know.